Hi, fancy meeting you here. I'm Ashley Jansen. I'm a firewife, a boy mom, a dog mom, and a licensed marriage and family therapist in California. Life is often a beautiful mess, and in the midst of struggle, it's nice to know that we're not alone. In this podcast, I hope to meet you where you are, providing hope and encouragement while giving you raw and authentic stories from my own life. I'm excited you're here. Hi and welcome to another episode. Today I am um, excited to just kind of come to you with um, just some thoughts around uh, this week. This week is National Infertility Awareness Week. It happens every year, um, this time in April, and obviously this year is a little bit strange just with everything going on with quarantine and COVID, um, and it has certainly brought up a lot of things for people who are currently in the midst of treatment. Um, I know for me in my in my practice as a marriage and family therapist, I've seen uh, quite a few of my clients have uh, cycles canceled and um, kind of put off until the foreseeable future, which has really created a lot of uh, mixed emotions because If any of you are listening, you've gone through infertility, everything is just waiting for the next stage or waiting for the next, um, just the the next phase or, or part of your calendar or, you know, that sort of thing. And so for these, for these people who have had everything kind of halted because of this, um, I just know I just, I mean, I know that experience, not with COVID, but just the waiting and to kind of have that pushed aside and, and really not have a a goal. Um, So many of the clients that I work with who are going through infertility, we're always talking about goals, like kind of that end in sight or that date. Um, Typically it's, you know, with the the scheduled treatment. So maybe an egg retrieval or an embryo transfer an IUI, um, everything, everything in the infertility world works around schedule and dates and a calendar. And so for so many people right now, um, my heart is just going out to them because they are really in a space where this is really hard because there is no, um, there's no date right? There's no date to look forward to, to push forward to. And so um, if you're listening and that's you, just know I, I'm with you. And, um, and so many of my clients are going through that as well. Um, but anyways, so it's, it's an awesome week. Um, it's the week where we shine a light on this challenging road of infertility. And what's so beautiful about it is that when I was going through infertility, uh, there really wasn't, I mean, social media was happening, but we weren't really using it in the ways that we are now. And it's so beautiful because um, we just, there's there's instant support. There's instant community around um, pretty much anything that you could be going through. But when I look at the infertility community and the people who have created awesome resources and pages and businesses and just everything around it, it's it's amazing. Um, but this is a week where thousands, I mean, thousands of infertility warriors 
OBGYNs, reproductive endocrinologists, um, you name it, everyone collectively comes together and shows their support and honors people who have gone through this. And many, many, many of the physicians who are, you know, sharing, they're sharing their own personal stories, which that's just like a whole separate thing to connect with someone who, who gets it and who's gone through it themselves. Um, I can't remember the specific, I think it's one in four, uh, female, um, medical professionals, doctors have, have gone through infertility. That might be, I'd have to, I'd have to double check that, that, um, statistic, but so many, so many of them have, have experienced infertility, miscarriage, secondary infertility themselves. And so, um, you know, that's just, I, I think just adds to, to the richness of the support, um, because they definitely get that. So anybody who has a connection with infertility comes together in this week, um, the community of inf- the infertility community anyway is strong and it's, it's just, it's truly a blessing. Um, but this is the week where we come together and we share stories. And I'm going to say for me, um, the first year that I had awareness around this, um, because if you've listened to the previous podcasts, um, this was not my, um, in my niche or my area of, of focus for my practice. Um, but having gone through infertility, seeking out support for myself as I was going through that, because your mental health is extremely important during infertility as it is any time, but you're under so much pressure, so many changes and things that are just so unpredictable. Um, and when I went to seek that out, there was no one in my area who really had the experience I was looking for. And when I say experience, I'm not saying they checked a box on, you know, their, their ad for, um, you know, like on, on psychology today, we can check boxes of, of specialties or things that we focus on in, in our practice. Um, and I had called a couple of therapists and they, they seem like great therapists, but what I was really seeking was someone who had walked through it themselves and I couldn't find that. So I was able to really lean on, you know, close friends. I kept that, I kept that circle really tight, but that's what got me through. Um, when I was pregnant with my first miracle baby, I knew, um, even before I got pregnant with him, I knew that this is where God was going to have me go. And he was kind of paving this way for me to really open my heart and be able to support women and their spouses, um, really anybody who's going through infertility, um, in in all the layers of, of what that brings, um, but that I was going to be that person that I was really looking for when I was going through it. Um, when I was going through infertility, this was still a very hush-hush thing. And I, I'll be real honest, it's come so far and um, you're, you're hearing me talk about National Infertility Awareness Week and how much energy and how much... Um, just 
like zest is being put into sharing stories and, and, and offering support, but there's still such a stigma attached to infertility. Um, and there's still, it's just so, I just keep saying there's so many layers, but it's absolutely true. And everybody's story is just so different and, and what impacts them or affects them is so different than maybe somebody else. Um, but we didn't share about our struggle. Um, we shared, you know, with close family and friends, people that were safe. Um, and I'll be honest, we shared with people who weren't safe and, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about helping people navigate through that because you don't know, you, you just kind of, you're frustrated because people are making comments, but you're, you know, you feel shame and you feel whatever, you know, embarrassed or you feel isolated in this diagnosis. And it's really hard to know how to navigate that. And so, you know, it, that's why it's so great that we're really starting to flip the script and really starting to open up conversations around infertility. Um, part of me hates it because I feel like that's be- that normalizes it. And I hate that it's becoming a a more common thing. Um, One in eight couples struggle with infertility Um, and how that is broken up, you know, a portion of of the diagnosis. um, First of all, I will always say, regardless of if it's male factor, female factor, or unexplained, it 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 is a we problem. Um, and when I say that, I say, you know, if, if I have a client who comes in and the, the issue is on, you know, the male end, the, they have a problem, right? They have a struggle um, because I think that there's already so much happening when maybe the numbers didn't come back great for one of, of the couple. Um, and so really to create a very holistic, very, um, supported unit. I, I think it's really important that we reframe, um, reframe it as a couple, um, issue. Anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent, but, um, 10% of couples have secondary infertility. And if you're not familiar with what that is, that is um, maybe a couple who has, you know, they were able to have a baby um, and get pregnant unassisted the first time around or second time around. And then they go to try to have another baby and they can't um, or it's very difficult. And so 10% of couples are being diagnosed with secondary infertility. And secondary infertility, my friends, is is infertility. Um, there, as with any, as with any diagnosis or issue or community out there, there's always some. Sometimes there's a tug of war between, um, is it really infertility? But you've already had a baby. Um, I will be sharing. I have another podcast coming out um, shortly after this one, um, where I talk about how I've been told. You no longer have infertility because you have two babies. Well, no, I, it is part of my story and it always will be. Um, and so anyways, that's, that's just, you know, the, there's so many layers again. Um, and I'm just so passionate about it, but really what I wanted to come 
on this episode and share um, is really what my role looks like as a therapist working with clients who are going through infertility treatment or just received a diagnosis. Um, I will say that being able to share this is, is so freeing. It is um, liberating to um, not feel shame around this. It's, it's, um, it's still very heartbreaking. And every year when I share more and more of my story um, on social media, um, it does affect me and it takes me back to that time where, you know, there were so many tears and so much emotion around the fear of not being able to grow a family. Um, and it's still, I mean, the thought of growing our family even more, we still have to face that every single time. And so that's, that's why I say, absolutely. It's still infertility. Um, because we can't just say, Hey, let's try to have a baby. Now, here's the thing. God is in the business of miracles, and I know he can He can totally make that happen. Um, but when you've gone through this journey, like, you know, there's, there's that miracle aspect, which I will always leave room for because he is good and he is, he is faithful. Um, but then you look at from a, a um, just a structural of a view of, of what's happening in our diagnosis. And, um, you know, that that's, that's really tricky. So it will always be something that we, uh, you know, we'll be standing at the bottom of a mountain. It's always a mountain we have to climb. Um, but that's just why I'm so passionate. I'm so privileged to be able to walk through this with people. Um, just in general, I'm a therapist. So I walk with people during some of their darkest times, but specifically infertility. Um, gosh, it just, I keep thinking about how awesome that would have been for me to have someone who's like, no, I get it. And this is where you are. Oh yeah. Like, you know, your feelings are totally valid. Um, but it, but it's just, it's so awesome to be seen and be acknowledged. Um, and my hope that is that, you know, through sharing my story, either, you know, with clients or on this podcast, on social media, on my business page, um, and my personal account, um, that someone's going to feel seen and they're going to feel encouraged and maybe feel, um, encouraged to step out and be brave in their, in their own way. Um, maybe step out for support, um, and find their tribe. Y'all, you got to find a tribe to get you through this. Um, and, and that comes down to, you know, who's, who's in charge of your care, right? Like your doctors and, um, their staff, there's so many pieces and elements that go into making sure that you have, you know, you're, you're entrusting these people, you got to make sure it fits for you. And there's so many doctors, so many clinics out there. Um, and, and they are all doing the same thing, but how they go about it is going to be very different. And so, um, that's one of the things that I get to kind of gloss over and share with clients and help them to decide what feels, feels right for them. Um, I'm not a doctor. I am a, an, 
an infertility warrior and I'm a licensed therapist. So what that looks like for, for me and my practice and how I support someone who's going through infertility is first and foremost, I give them a space, a safe space to be seen, to be heard, and to process the grief that comes with infertility or the infertility diagnosis. Um, and somebody who might not know would be like, well, what, what are you grieving? You're grieving this idea that, you know, this was kind of just like the natural next step for you maybe in your life. Um, for me, that was, okay, we get married and then, you know, maybe we'll wait a year and then we'll have this moment where we decide that we're going to, we're going to start trying. And I remember that moment so vividly. I could tell you where I was when, when we had the conversation of like, let's try to have a baby. Um, so to, to go through that excitement and have it turn into this place where you're sitting in an office, you know, clutching each other's hands, staring at this person who's reading about to read a report. And they're like, so this is going to be really hard for you. Um, and you sink into the chair. That's where the grief comes from, you know? Um, and, and I would even argue it probably happens somewhere in that, you know, they say most couples will conceive within 12 months. Um, I think when you start getting to the latter part of that 12 months, that kind of starts happening, right? The anxiety of this isn't working for us. Um, and if you're going through secondary infertility, you know, you might be in that space too of like, wow, this was so easy the first time around what's happening. Um, and so grief is certainly a part of that. So first and foremost, when I have a couple that comes in or a individual who comes in, we, we work through those emotions. I meet them where they are. Where are you in this process? Um, and I meet people in various stages, right? So maybe they're trying and they haven't had success. So maybe it's, you know, getting to the point where they do need to have an evaluation, um, to see where, what's, what's going on. I've met couples who have, I've met them, um, where they've already gone through their egg retrieval. And so now, you know, they're working on trying to get pregnant or, um, you know, just in the various stages, um, maybe post-pregnancy, um, or during a pregnancy that was, you know, a success through, through infertility treatment, um, because that presents a whole different challenge. So, um, I meet people at very various, you know, places in, in their journey. So my goal for them is to create that space, um, where someone can look at them and say, yeah, I I know this stage is really hard for you. Um, and, and give them the space to grieve, to grieve what, what they thought this was going to look like. Um, another piece of it is I get to help them manage their emotions, um, around it and help them cope with that. Infertility affects people very differently. Um, we all have a different capacity for things um, and how we deal with stuff. And some of us have better coping skills than others. And um, so one of my goals is to, is to really help them to work through um, some of the emotions in a healthy way. If we ignore it and we push it aside, um, it, like with anything, it usually kind of seeps up 
through, you know, wherever, you know, if we cover it up and we're like, I don't want to deal with this right now. I just want to proceed. Um, and it, it kind of, we unravel in certain stages. And so I'm always wanting to be proactive with clients and helping them, um, not to, not to tell them, okay, if you do this, that you're not going to feel anything. Cause that's, that's not realistic, but I want, I want there to be a realistic expectation for what this is and really help them navigate their emotions and really validate those. Because that's one of the things I think just as humans, we want to be validated for how we felt, not told that what we're feeling is wrong or not appropriate. And maybe that's true, but that's not for someone that's for, for someone to evaluate for themselves. That's not for someone to say. Um, so helping my clients manage and cope with emotions um, around their infertility, around the treatment, around you know their anxiety and what's going to happen in the future. And alongside that, I often will see I often will see an individual, um, but then I'll start to see the couple. Or I'll start with a couple and see the individual. Um, and that really works because I'm able to help the, the significant other help navigate, you know, how they can best support um, their spouse. Because I always say um, to couples is, you know, individually, they're each having their own experience of this. And then they're having this this couple experience, right? So how it's affecting or impacting their marriage or their relationship. Um, and so it's, it's really complex and, and we're really trying to work through it. Um, because you know, this, a diagnosis like this, the stress that infertility brings will either bring people closer or it will create a barrier between them. Um, and I just, I want, I want so much for each of them to, to feel supported and to help strengthen, you know, them so that they can lean on each other through this. Um, and so I help facilitate that communication, um, and the shared experience between, you know, the, the couple, um, and, and how they can each support each other that's constructive and healthy, um, so, so that's, that's another component to what I do. Um, I help them with communicating this to family members and friends. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I, we shared with close, close family and friends, people who were safe, but we also, there were moments where we shared with people who were, um, who really weren't safe um, emotionally to share this with. Um, not to say that they were, you know, bad people or, or you know, it, I think they just didn't know what to do. So it did come across as insensitive. Um, and so I love to help my clients navigate through that, um, how to have those conversations, the words that we use, when you're at a picnic or a barbecue or a family gathering and someone says something and no one knows what you're going through and someone says something, you know, insensitive, how do you navigate through that um, without being emotionally reactive? And I think 
for so many of us when we're in walking through infertility and somebody says something, we're screaming on the inside. We are sobbing on the inside, Um, but you would never know. You would never see it. And so that's why I really like to help people navigate, advocate for themselves of, hey, you said this to me, it really hurt. Here's why, you know, that hurt and helping them um, to construct what that conversation is going to look like. Um, It's just, it's, it's really helpful. So that's another piece of what I do when I'm working with clients or working with individuals is to help them communicate, you know, what's happening in their life as, as they feel comfortable, um, and in their journey with infertility and, and talking with friends or talking with coworkers or talking with, you know, whoever is in their world, um, and helping them to navigate that. So, um, helping them to navigate what happens when your best friend gets pregnant and they don't know that you're struggling yet or, you know, and, and whether people want to admit it or not, it does impact relationships. Um, because someone has something that you are desiring for yourself and it doesn't mean that you're not happy for them, but you're really sad for you. And so helping clients to process through those emotions and, um, how to, how to manage that is really, really important. I like to help them once we've kind of really sifted through a lot of the, um, you know, portions of grieving and, um, you know, their emotions and, and getting them to a place where they're maybe coping a little bit better. We really start to, um, kind of give some sort of sense of clarity, um, through, through their treatment. And so, um, every clinic is different. Every doctor is different, how they handle questions and appointments and, will you see your doctor or will you see their staff? You know, will you see another doctor, um, you know, in between, because again, everything is on a schedule. Everything is, um, kind of, you know, it's based on your body and it's based on a timeline. And, um, sometimes that doesn't fit when your doctor's in the office. Um, and so I really like to help my clients, you know, clear their minds, help them create lists and of questions that they might have, um, for their appointments to really make the most of, of their appointment time. Um, and that way, you know, it's clear and concise. Um, they feel like, you know, their questions are being answered. Um, and they don't forget anything because when we don't ask questions or we feel like we're being a burden to the doctor, we hold on to that and it creates more anxiety because it creates more unknowns and what ifs. And I really like to help clients really push through that. Um, and so sometimes they just need an outside helper, right? And having gone through it, um, although their story or their diagnosis or what's causing infertility for them might be different, I still have an idea of what are those questions? What's really important to know uh, um, from your doctor or about the IVF process or what to expect or retrieval or things like that. And I want them to have good sourced information. Um, I love 
that we have access to um, information on social media or on Pinterest or just online. But some of it is, um, I don't know how to say this, but some of it, some of the information either is maybe a little outdated or um, it's very uh, emotionally driven. Doesn't mean it's not good information. I just think that it's important. We're already so emotionally charged in this experience. And I think it's really important to have um, wise counsel and um, good sourced information. And so that is why I really help them to frame, you know, create this framework around questions that they have um, for their doctor or, um, you know, things that they want to talk about with family or their spouses. Um, to just really make the most of that time. So, um, so that's another aspect of what counseling or, um, infertility therapy looks like, um, walking along, you know, through the treatment. Um, I often see clients who are in the midst of treatment. So we work, um, each week to focus on, um, helping them, you know, have a healthy mindset and, you know, create great coping skills and to help them with their mental health as they prepare for, um, you know, stems and egg retrieval and um, expectations and things like that. So um, really just walking along and in each of their stages and helping to validate. I mean, the shots are hard. The blood draws are hard. The, um, you know, going in for each appointment and what, and the waiting and all of this stuff, it just, um, it's just so important to have someone meet you there. And that's what I get to do. Um, so those are things that I, I'm sure that there's more. Um, I really, I work, um, from a very individualized place. So when my clients come in, it is super client focused. Um, their story is so unique and so specific that, um, I really allow for, for that kind of, you know, tailored fit to what they're going through. Um, but really the main thing is to, to provide that encouragement um, to provide them hope when they feel like there is none. Um, I've had clients and, and I know myself have gone through, you know, disappointments in that process. And so helping them to manage that is, is really important. And it's hard when, you know, you have a spouse who's also experiencing that and you're trying to lean on them for support or lean on someone who doesn't know, what that experience is like. It's, it's really hard. Um, I hear often from people who maybe haven't experienced infertility and, you know, they get frustrated because someone, you know, that they know is going through it and, and they haven't told them or they haven't reached out to them. And I want to encourage you if you're listening and you've been a person who's not gone through it, but you know, someone who has, it's not personal. Um, please don't expect them to come to you and, and, you know, divulge all this information. Um, it's so delicate. It is the absolute, one of the most vulnerable things that you can encounter or go through. 
And just because someone doesn't share it with you doesn't mean that they, you know, don't trust you or they don't, you know, feel like you could hold that information. Um, but they're going to do it at their own pace. And sometimes it's not at all. I know I have people in my life who had no idea, um, that we were going through all of that. And it's not that, um, it's not that I didn't trust them. It's just, I didn't want a ton of people. Hey, how's this going? And how's this? And how's, you know, in their best intention. Um, but it's very overwhelming. And so, um, you want a tribe, don't get me wrong. If you're listening and you're going through it, you want a tribe, but you want a tribe that is a small, tight-knit group of people um, because it, it just gets exhausting to have to explain yourself all the time. So, um, And that's why I love what I do and I love that I can be a part of someone's tribe and help them navigate through infertility. Um, so... Again, it's it's an awesome week. I just wanted to come on and share um, about what what does it look like to um, go through infertility and to seek therapy from an infertility therapist, which is, that's one of my specialties, um, and just some of the things that I'm able to help with. Um, and we dig deep into, you know, if, if they're struggling with communication with their clinic, you know, how, how to navigate that. Um, and all the things that I shared about, you know, what, what's really important. Um, but you know, your physical health, so your, you know, your diet, your supplements, the things you're putting into your body, those are things that the doctors are going to be able to help you with. Um, but the mental health is just as important. And I think it's something that often gets, um, not, not swept away. Um, but it's not the focal point and there's only so much that, that your doctor, um, can be, you know, they'll check in with you, but, um, it's, it's my responsibility. It's a responsibility of a, of a mental health professional to focus on that. And so it's really cool when people reach out because that's all we're focusing on is how to keep, how to keep them above water during this really turbulent time. Um, and so with that, I'm going to leave you, um, keep your eyes posted for more, um, posts. Um, you can, uh, go to resolve.org. You can, um, look up the hashtag N I A W stands for national infertility awareness week. Um, and you can see stories or, Um, If you're a person who is maybe embarking on this journey, um, I hope that it gives you hope. I hope that it gives you a space to to feel um, strong. Um, Today was a We Wear Orange, and We Wear Orange, um, I think the the focus is the psychology of the color of orange is that orange is, uh, represents strength during difficult times, and um, so that's why orange is, is part of, part of this, um, campaign and, uh, but keep your eyes peeled. And if you know someone who's going through this, um, step out and educate yourself. So if they do come to you, you can, you know, embrace them as much as you, you can. Um, but you would at least have some knowledge. Um, and if you're looking for more information, I do post on my, business, um, 
Instagram at Ashley Jansen LMFT. Um, that is my handle. It is um, a mixture of just mental health education. Sometimes it's focused on uh, motherhood. Sometimes it's focused on uh, perinatal mood disorders because that's another specialty of mine. Um, a lot of it's focused on infertility or first responder life. Um, but go check it out and follow me. Um, and if you are someone in California or in the Northern California area and you're seeking um, to find someone, uh, let's connect. I can either connect with you um, or connect you with someone in your area who would be able to help you with with your journey. So um, thank you all for listening and I hope you make it a great day. Hope you're enjoying this. It is Earth Day. Um, love the earth. I love I love everything about the outdoors and what it brings, but we got to take care of it. Um, just like we got to take care of ourselves. So have a great day. Make it a good one. You've been listening to the Fancy Meeting You Here podcast. If you love this episode or any of the ones you've listened to, the best thing you can do is share it with someone who you think would like it too and would feel encouraged by the things that are shared. Although I'm a licensed therapist, the information you hear is not diagnostic. It is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be used as a replacement for psychotherapy services. Thank you for listening.